0: Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Sushma Singh. Let us start discussion on unit 14 workers and peace and movements in India and our topic is the movements of the ruler rich farmers movements in contemporary India. In this part of the section we shall focus on two of the prominent movements of ruler rich one led by the Bharatiya Kisan Union, BKU, in western Uttar Pradesh, Punjab Haryana, and the shetkari Sanctan SS, which represents primarily the interest of the sugarcane, cotton, tobacco, grape, and onion growers in southwest Maharashtra. Though it also has its base in Gujarat, there are other organizations and movements in the country as well, like the Karnataka Rajya Raita Sangtan movement led by the Nanjuda Swami in Karnataka and Viva Singha Sangam movement led by Narayan Swami Naidu in Tamil Nadu. The Khetat movement in south of the Gujarat, But in recent years, the BKU movement led by Mahendra Singh Tikaith and the movement by the SS led by Sharad Joshi has drawn more national attention because of their militancy and spread. We would begin with the BKU and then come to a discussion of the SS and end up with a comparison of two movements. Before we look at the BKU, let us look at the nature of the rural economy in the West Uttar Pradesh and in the states of Punjab and Haryana that forms the backbone of the Mm. movement. This region is highly prosperous because of the massive capitalist investment in agriculture. Apart from food grains, sugarcane is the principal crop that is produced. A section of the peasantry having land in these states has been transformed into a class of capitalist farmers who produce much more than what their family consumes and hence the surplus is sold in the market. They own capital assets like tractors, threshers, pumps, sets, etc. and hire agricultural laborers for the purpose of cultivation since their family labor is not sufficient. The BKU was originally formed on August 13, 1978 in Haryana under the guidance of Charan Singh, the undisputed peasant leader of North India. The death of Charan Singh in nineteen eighty-seven created a political vacuum among the peasants in North India, and this was filled up by the Mahindra Singh Tikhat. After the death of Charan Singh Tikhat attempted to convert the organization into a militant one. After the Shamli agitation in April 1987 in Muzaffarpur district. In this agitation the BKU raised demand against rise in power tariff and erratic supply of electricity that was so crucial for the farmers of western Uttar Pradesh. The concessions which the BKU was able to secure, a reduction in power tariff by one sixth increased the prestige of the BKU and its leader Mehendra Singh Tikhat and soon after that a large number of rich peasants from several districts joined the organization. After the Shyamli agitation, two more agitations solidified the support base of the BKU and brought the BKU into national prominence. The two agitations were the Dharna in Meirut and Delhi in 1988. The agitations were long and militant in nature and received widespread support. The Merit Dharna continued for 25 days and was impressive and peaceful. The main demands of the movements were similar to the the demand of the other, other agitations of the prosperous farmers in the country. The demands centered around electricity, remunerative prices, low import cost and the inclusion of BKU representatives on various committees appointed by the government for fixation of prices. Since then, the BKU has successfully spearheaded the farmers movement in North India under the leadership of the Mahindra Singh Tkath. A few important points regarding the BKU should be noted at this juncture. It began an organization of all the rich farmers of western Uttar Pradesh, but today it has essentially become the organization of the well-to-do Jat peasant. The membership is primarily made up of the Jats, the Rajputs, the Gujars, the Tyagis, and the Muslims. The other farmers after participating enthusiastically in the BKU led movement in its early years had deserted the organization. Thus the BKU has lost its multi peasant alliance character. The second fundamental point regarding the BKU is its apolitical character. The constitution of the B.K.U. states very clearly that it is an apolitical organisation. The leadership of the B.K.U. has jealously guarded the apolitical character of the organisation. Mahendra Singh Tikait detests politics and argues that all parties are parties of India and not of. Bharat. Sharad Joshi's Seth Kari Sankatan has its origin in the late 1970s when, in October 1979, it opened an office in Chakkan, Maharashtra. It primarily represents the interest of the farmers who cultivate cotton, onion, tobacco, grapes, and sugarcane in rural Maharashtra. The SS and Sharad Joshi rose to national prominence with the Rasta Roko or Block Roads agitation in 1980, when tens and thousands of farmers in the state of Maharashtra blocked important roads connecting Bombay and other cities and most important issue which the SS raised was the issue of low prices of sugarcane and cotton and demanded that prices of these products be raised. The movement was successful because it was able to secure some rise in the prices of the commodities and also because it was able to bring the farmers movement in the state to prominence. Sharad Joshi again sought to address the plight of the farmers with the Nipani agitation in April 1981. The movement's support, however, started declining till the mid-1980s due to the fact that though the leadership announced a number of agitations, it did not launch any serious one. In the early 1980s, Sharad Joshi entered the Gujarat scene. Since then, the SS is associated with the famous movement in Gujarat. His novel contribution in Gujarat lay in his emphasis that farmers movement cannot succeed unless and until the agricultural laborers and poor peasants are associated with the movement. With this emphasis he was able to entice the ruler poor with the Khedert movement or farmers movement. In 1985, the SS took a very pragmatic decision in Maharashtra of supporting opposition political parties and started closely working with the other organizations and people who were associated with the ruler sector. This paid some dividends and it is due to this its support base broadened. The next agitation that it organized was of January 1987 over cotton prices. Since then the farmers movement in Maharashtra has matured and gained prominence. But in recent years there has been a considerable decline in the support base of the SS largely due to the fact that it has failed to launch any serious agitation in the 1990s and also because of Joshi's blatant support to the liberalization of the economy. A few points regarding the SS movement of Sharad Joshi must be made before we attempt to compare it with the BKU movement of Mahendra Singh Tikath in North India. The SS movement of Maharashtra and Gujarat is the movement of the rich farmers like that of the BKU movement in North India, though it also voices the demands and interests of the ruler poor. Another crucial point regarding the SS is that the movement aims at reducing the role of the state. The state is considered as the greatest enemy of the farmers. It is because of this position that it has embraced liberalization, open market and even the dunkel draft partially. Though the similarities between the BKU and SS are striking, there are dissimilarities as well. Gupta has noted six differences between the two. We shall however discuss only three briefly. The BKU is largely concerned with the owner cultivators, primarily jats of the reason virality. The SS has tried to mobilize the ruler power, though essentially it is a movement of ruler reach. Secondly, the SS movement is a movement which has been joined and led by a few intellectual making it an ideologically organized movement in contrast to the BKU which possesses only an informal organizational setup. Lastly, the BKU now mainly represents the egalitarian chart honor cultivators whereas the SS represents primarily the Marathas but it is not an organization of a single caste. The Dhanakars, Malis and Banjaras are equally involved in the organization. Now let us sum up the unit. In this unit we have studied about the working class and peace and movements in India. The working class movement has passed through the four phases. In contemporary phase, it is faced with the problems of communal division and the new economic policy. An analysis of the peasants and farmers movements in the contemporary India reveals that although both forms of mobilization and movements are prevalent, the first is mainly led by the mass organization of the left and other political parties and second is being led by the well to do prosperous peace and organization, though it attracts even the marginal and poor peasants in different reasons. The movements of the rich, however, have acquired more prominence because of its militancy and prolonged agitations in recent years, whereas the first one suffers from the lack of militancy. In fact, the left that had led agrarian agitation till the late 1960s has not led any serious movement since the last 30 years. This is largely due to the fact that serious class struggle is not in the immediate agenda of the established left parties. The non-parliamentary left, however, is exceptional in this regard but it enjoys only a limited ruler base. The increase in militancy of the rich farmers has been mainly because of their location in the social structure which gives them the ability to sustain movements more than the poor or the small peasants. Now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.